Hi, I'm Lindsay Chepkema, CEO and co-founder of Casted, the first and only podcasting platform made specifically for B2B marketers. And we just wrapped our first season of the Casted podcast, where we explored behind the scenes stories of some of your favorite B2B podcast hosts. But before we jump into season two, and let me tell you, it's going to be great. We're going to be talking about how to use great content in sales and marketing. It's going to be fantastic. But before we do that, we're taking a look back at the big takeaways from our first season. And we pulled together this episode about the impact of B2B podcasting, what it impacts not only for the brand, but also for the host. Here are five of our favorite clips pulled from season one all to help you make the most of your podcast. Takeaway number one, give people actionable ideas they can actually use. Serve your audience regardless of whether or not they buy what you're selling, because it's all about building trust and relationships. Trust that your brand is going to serve people far beyond the sale. Learn more from Sales Loft's Jeremy Donovan. How do you, um, you personally and you, Sales Loft, use the podcast? Uh, once the show is produced, what do you what do you do with it? How do you leverage it? Yeah, I mean, as I said, it's like a give. It's, it's a selfish, selfish and selfless thing. Uh, the selfless part obviously is, is what the mission of the podcast is, which is to, to give salespeople and sales leaders actionable ideas, um, you know, that they can use independent of whether they are customers of ours or not. Uh, the selfish thing is, is uh, to build brand for the company, right? Is, is per, you know, although we're not self-promotional and I have not heard the intro or the outro in a while. And I'm, I, 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 recorded whatever it is, 60 to 70 of them and have yet to listen to a single episode. Uh, <laughs> I, I think I'm just terrified to hear my own voice. But, but <laughs> the, uh, yeah, I mean, so, so on the, on the kind of branding side, it gives us, I would presume some degree of brand exposure and as, as a thought leader, because, you know, we are like every company, I think that exists out there, there's, you know, there's competition and the products in any given category are similar enough that so much of the differentiation of why a customer buys, you know, one platform versus another platform, I think is the belief that the company is going to help you be successful beyond what they sell. You know, like, you know, we sell a sales engagement platform, you know, you can buy other sales engagement platforms. The key is whether or not like, our implementation and our customer success people are actually going to, our salespeople are going to come to you with like, with those actionable tips that tell you how, like, how do you use it? Because you can use anything a lot of different ways. Takeaway number two, build credibility, establish trust and stay at the cutting edge. Leverage the conversations you have as a host to keep on learning listening to the experts in your space and polishing yourself professionally. Learn from Chad Sanderson, the host of the B2B Revenue Executive Experience podcast. So you've been, you've been really honest about like some of the challenges and some of the unexpected um, twists and turns. Um, tell me about some of the successes. What, um, so for you, you personally as a podcaster, what has hosting a show 
meant to you? So for me, I mean, personally, it has made me much more comfortable having conversations, not just with the guests, but because of the business I'm in and what I do now, I do do more keynote presentations. I do presentations at events. And actually, the podcast uh, gave me the confidence, quite frankly, to do that. It gave me a voice. It helped me develop my voice. It helped me develop... Um, I don't want to say persona, but but the brand. I mean, it becomes part of... You know, people that engage with me or hire me to help them and their organizations, they're not hiring, you know, the Harley Davidson riding, tattooed, jack drinking guy. They're hiring the they're hiring the the professional who's been in sales and marketing for over 20 years, who understands, who has a clear vision of how to help these organizations. So it's credibility building uh, at its best. Um, it's also helped me, as you know, as I said before, be much more authentic and be more comfortable with the fact that, hey, while you may not be hiring that Harley riding, tattooed, jack drinking guy, that is a part of the perspective that I bring that resonates really well with your field. Um, it is the level of authenticity that uh, somebody that comes in in a you know cookie cutter suit and tie, you're, you're not going to get if they're reading off the script. So there's the confidence aspect of it. There's the brand portion of it. Um, it's also allowed me to, to expand my own perspective and stay kind of at the cutting edge because of the guests and the topics that we cover. And so by hosting, I have all of these perspectives that I can draw from. Everybody else you know, has gone deep on things from you know, email marketing to leadership coaching to whatever it is. And I can draw from that, which helps not only my clients, but it also helps my business as well. And so for me, it's, it has become... Because you know, every six months, I reevaluate. What are we doing? What are we investing in? Are, you know, are the marketing investments that we're making paying off? Um, and the podcast has never once been considered to be terminated because it provides not only revenue, not only, not only you know, benefit for the company, but it also provides a great opportunity for me to continually evolve, which is necessary, I believe, to be successful in the space I'm in. Yeah, no, that's, yeah, that's, that's how it is, right? It's not something you can always point to directly, at least not yet, but it's something that you can feel, you can feel the impact. Yeah. And and it's funny because when we started, so I float, I have two other business partners and uh, they're, um, how do I say, uh, more experienced (laughs) in the world. (laughs) Uh, And so when I told them, when I came on board and I said, Hey, I, you know, this all came together and I said, I think I want to do this podcast. Both of them were like, first, what the hell's a podcast? And, And second, why? Why would you want to do like, I don't get it. Like they literally didn't understand, but to their credit, um, both were like, you know what? Hey, if, if you want to try it, if you believe this will help you build the book, build the business, then, then go for it. And now fast forward two years, um, one of them still hasn't, doesn't, I'm not even sure listens. (laughs) (laughs) Let's just be honest. Which is fine. But one of them has just turned around and said, you know what? I was wrong. It's been amazing because now it's not only about generating business or, or providing valuable content to people that maybe we don't have a relationship with. This podcast, the podcast that we do, we, we leverage it with clients. We leverage it as reinforcement to help the, provide specific and targeted value to the clients that we have as we go through the change management process with them. So he's now using it in, in the workshops that he teaches or you know, forwarding specific episodes that, that tackle a current 
topic to somebody he wants to you know develop a relationship with or keep them informed. So it's become a very impressive tool uh, in kind of the arsenal of, of our business. And it's converted some people who didn't know what a podcast was to now going, you know what? This is great content because it's not just about the audio. We also do graphics and we also do the blog posts. right? And it's not a transcript that we actually generate this content. So there's a whole great many different touch points and, and the value to be able to do it. Yes, it takes a lot of time. It takes a lot of effort. Uh, it takes a lot of focus. But the output and the impact is 5x easily. Takeaway number three. Use your podcast to highlight the authentic personality and people behind your brand. There's so much power in authenticity. Use your podcast to build trust with your audience and humanize your brand. Your podcast may very well be your brand's first impression. Use it intentionally. Listen to what Tom Webster of Edison Research had to say about that. So all of that said, we talked a little bit at the beginning about um, marketers and you and I are both marketers. What, what have you seen and how does this all come together specifically on the brand side? What, what can you tell us about that? Yeah, I mean, I think it's, you know, podcasting is a tough space for brands. I, I'm going to be honest. I, I think uh, the, the, the best branded content I've heard, again, has, has not really been about, uh, it's not been about a product or a service uh, or even the company per se. It's been about a problem that the audience shares and an entertaining look at that problem. And by the way, it happens to be brought to you by, a, you know, company A or, or or company B, and and there's a there's a fair body of research, not for podcasting, but for other forms of sponsored content that that we know that that works, right? And you know, we're starting to do. Uh, we've done a lot of uh, brand lift studies at Edison for companies that are producing brand brand uh, branded podcasts and uh, branded content and things like that. And so, you know, we're starting to get a sense of of what really works and and what doesn't. And you know what what we see that works the best is uh, is an entertaining show, an entertaining show about uh, some slice of life that that uh, this audience shares and perhaps shares with with the, the company that's that's putting on the podcast, and the attitude that gets changed. You know, you think about a commercial. Uh, you know, it's just sort of a spot advertisement. You know, what is the behavior they're looking for? They're looking for you to take an action. They're looking for you to try a product. Um, and that's not necessarily what branded podcasts are good at, but but what they are good at is changing how you think about the company and the people who work at that company. Um, you know, and and some of the some of the work that we have done uh, on on branded shows. I mean, that's exactly what we're measuring. You know, we're, we're measuring: uh, Do you feel like this company actually cares about this particular issue, and how that changes before and after exposure to the podcast? And it's it's working. Um, it's working because, you know, a, it's working because there are credible, trustworthy hosts, I think that have a lot to do with it. Uh, but also, I mean, the content is relevant. The content is entertaining. Um, and it's, it's content that you would, that you would listen to whether it was sponsored by that company or not. But the fact that it is brought to you by that company in, in some kind of native, uh, unobtrusive way actually changes people's opinions, not about a product, but about the people who work for that company, they must be good people to have brought me this great show. Um, and, and, you know, and that's sort of a, a baseline, uh, 
behavior shift or an attitudinal shift that could lead to a behavior shift. And that's, that's where I think the real power lies when it's done right. I could not agree more that that is so huge. And I think, um, with it again, with any content, with any marketing content, you, you, you toe the line. You have to, you have to be careful and you have to be cognizant of why am I doing this? What value am I adding? How am I serving my audience? But again, even more so when you literally are speaking to them, human to human, you know, voice to ear. Um, if you can serve them with content that is entertaining, relevant, truly helpful, bringing value in some way, showing, shining a light into the um, personality of, of your brand and your company culture, um, that is either trust building or I don't know if it's trust breaking, but it definitely can, can easily put a bad taste in someone's mouth. So you've got to be really cognizant of, of how am I, how am I presenting myself? What kind of impression am I giving about my company based on this content that I'm delivering to my audience and, and how I'm delivering it? Yeah, no doubt. Takeaway number four, learn from your podcast. How can you improve yourself, your brand, your business through the shows you're creating? Ask smart questions. Let people answer them. Seek to learn from the knowledge they share and serve others with it. Hear what our friend Jay Bear had to say about that. For the show slash for your guests, what, what has it done for Convince and Convert? What has the show meant to your business and to your brand? It's, it's hard to say definitively what the show has done for Convince and Convert and, and the company, partially because of the anonymized nature of podcast listeners. But there's no question that Convince and Convert is very much associated with social pros and and vice versa. And it is almost inconceivable uh, that a client of ours wouldn't listen to the show at this point. It, it's almost hand in glove. And it also allows us and me in particular to to get insights on how other companies are doing enterprise social media and then think about, huh, that's interesting that they're doing that. Maybe we should explore that for our clients, right? It's almost a, it's almost a conversational sounding board for advanced social media strategies, which is the work that we do for companies. So uh, it's, it's almost like a living focus group one week at a time. And so the, the learning element for me and for our team uh, is something that I definitely don't discount. So not thinking of convince and convert, but for you personally, what have been some of the highlights, whether it's something you just really enjoy or something that you've gotten out of podcasting? It's, it's one of my favorite things to do because very rarely do I get to just have a conversation with somebody where there's not some kind of agenda or outcome or structure or circumstance. And, and the way Adam and I treat the show is, let's just ask smart questions and let people answer them. And it's a real pleasure. I've gotten to know so many incredible leaders in the social media space who have been on the show, some of whom have become clients, most of whom have not. But, but it's just, it's a real joy to, to get to meet some of those folks. And, and sometimes people come back on the show after, after years and years and years, and you can kind of refresh the story. Um, I'll tell you this. I've written six books. Uh, I do 60-some keynote speeches a year. I've written thousands and thousands of blog posts. The thing that I get the most 
comments on. The thing that people come up to me and say, hey, I love it, is the podcast more than everything else because there is no replacement for the intimacy of talking into somebody's head for 45 minutes a week. There just isn't. And, and so the, the social pros listeners are by far the group that's much more likely to actually come up to me at an event and say, I listen to the show. I love the show. I love this guest. And, and that is incredibly rewarding and, and, uh, and continues to be. Takeaway number five, let the podcast change you. Stepping behind the mic is a big decision. It's different from blogging and that it's much more intimate and amplified. It allows you to share your personality and expertise, and it helps people get to know you as a human, not just as an inanimate object behind the words on a page. See how Sam Jacobs of Revenue Collective was forever changed when he became the host of the Sales Hacker podcast. Listen, the, the one thing I should make like abundantly and eminently clear, and, and, I, and, and I'm so grateful to Max for the opportunity, the podcast is actually one of the things that basically changed my life. And, um, and even at just 31,000 downloads, which again, like for some people, it's a lot, but for the most famous people or the best podcasters, it's really just a drop in the bucket. But what it did was it gave me reach, a global reach in a way that I really didn't have otherwise in a very authentic way because it was my voice. And so I started talking about Revenue Collective on the podcast and Thank God, you know, when I talked about my band when I was a college DJ, I got fired from the college radio station in UVA. But uh, when I talk about Revenue Collective on the Sales Hacker Podcast, Max lets me do it. Um, so it's kind of free advertising. And that's the thing. Revenue Collective was just a community in New York only. We're in almost every city in the world now, including Indianapolis. And, um, and that came from the podcast because the first person that reached the, 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 our second biggest chapter is London. The way that that got started was the founder of the London chapter, Tom Glasson, reached out to me after he heard me talk about Revenue Collective on the Sales Hacker podcast. So the, the podcast itself is this massive distribution channel. And, and the only real marketing that we do for the business that I run on a daily basis, which is still tiny but growing. So, you know, that's in terms of like how has podcasting helped me? It's, <laughs> I mean, it's, it's, it's created a very unique, authentic, and and really interesting marketing vehicle and distribution channel for my voice related to my company, which has been a key part of helping us grow over the last 12 months. That's it for today's show. Thank you so much to today's guest. And to learn more about them and see Casted in action with clips of today's show and related content, visit casted.us. Thanks so much for listening.